Hello, everyone. This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the Beyond Bitcoin Show. Today, we'll live in infamy. It's December the 7th, 2019. December 7th. 2019. Strong hand, long-term thinking, unconfiscatable. Bitcoin is next Bitcoin. Personal responsibility is a new counterculture. We're going to talk about that. Deferral of gratification on a biblical level. Oh yeah, we're going to talk about that at the end of the show. Conviction, golden age. Yes, this is a golden age, no matter what the bitter media is saying. Strive for greatness, ambition, avoid mediocrity, principles over practicality, solutions over sympathy. Everybody, check out all the links below. This week in Bitcoin was great yesterday. Ken Bozak came in to take BTC Benny's place at the last minute. Adam from Philly was on the show. Alex from Australia. It was great. Disruptmeister.com. Follow me on Twitter at TechBall, T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T. Hello, my elite friends. I see you guys. It's going to be a wild one. Let It is the Beyond Bitcoin show. We talk about subject matters that are beyond cryptocurrency and Bitcoin. But I just want to mention MWC, the MWC uh, crypto dividend that we all got. Uh, people, impulsive people were like, why is it went? It went down to so little to the 30 cents. Well, now it's back to like $1.30 or something like that. Okay, people, you got it for free. You got it for free. I've got some listed on there that I want to sell at Hotbit for like close to two bucks. All right. So everybody's got a price. And uh, I, I, I'd love to get a 1% return. And, and that's that's what I'm aiming for. Uh, so do what you're going to do, but, but don't be impulsive about it. People are still finding out about it. Remember you, if you got it for free, that is great. That's all I can say. You got it for free. I'm not the guy saying to buy it. Now here's a, from my comment section, by the way, people from my comment section, I'm going to read you something. And this gets into like the conspiracy stuff I'm going to talk about in this, but so many people, uh, they, they just overlook the obvious. He on the MWC.MW site, it says Andy Hoffman, part of the marketing team. So yeah, he worked. And when he comes to show, he was on my show on Thursday. Check out the links below, people. Uh, again, and disruptmeister.com. You can see all my old shows. He says what he does. So you song, strongly suspect Andy gets paid to show these coins. It's out there. It's fact. He doesn't, he says it himself. Pound that like button. It's sometimes, guys, it's that simple. You don't have to make a big, he's a shill, he's a this, he's a that. No, he's, you might not like that he's he's a marketer, that he, again, this is the land of opportunity. The dude used to work for gold like and sell gold to 80-year-olds, okay? So would you like him to do that? Or would you like him to come here where it's so easy to get a freaking job in this space, people were telling me. People, uh, first of all, Andy made up his own business. He markets for altcoins. You don't have to like all coins. That's great. Buy Bitcoin. I buy, buy Bitcoin also. But yes, that is he, Andy is a marketer. He's always been a marketer. He's found a place in the cryptocurrency space. Great. Anyone can find a, a place here. Who was I talking to the other day? Uh, I, who, so, so Alex was on my show. Adam. Adam from Philadelphia, who was on my show, who is a Christian, by the way. We talked about the Christian Bible for a second on This Week in Bitcoin at the end of the show. You know, we will talk. Hey, you never know what you're going to get on this freaking show. Okay. Um, Adam was saying that, you know, he he started talking to somebody online about uh, cryptocurrency and all of a sudden it turned into a job interview. I mean, that if you're a smart dude or an aggressive dude 
uh, an organized person, uh, someone with some create, there are jobs in this space. Okay. And yeah, maybe you'll have to work for an altcoin or whatever, but there's all these people that are saying, Oh, I'm so poor. I got to do pizza delivery. Oh, I'll never be able to afford a Bitcoin. I'll never be able to. There's so much opportunity. This is a golden age. We're about to enter. If you're watching this show, you're already interested in Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. Get a move on. Don't sit there and complain. Be in motion and pound that like button. So let's talk about some more scapegoating in, in the, uh, in this space. I found this tweet. Now, this tweet just said Adam Meister in, in, on it. Occasionally on Twitter, I'll do a search on Adam Meister. Like if you do at, at TechBalt, I can, that, that's my handle on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter at TechBalt, T E C H B L T. By the way, if you got questions, I got answers, type in Bitcoin Meister or do a super chat. We're doing QA tonight also, but it's beyond Bitcoin. But you can ask me other subjects too. And don't ask me about the ego coin guy. Come on. I mean, it's it's just giving him more attention. But if 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 you gotta, if you gotta ask me, if you think you've got an original question about the ego coin guy, you can do so, I guess. I, I'm gonna talk about him on Sunday though. So maybe you can hold hold it in for a little bit. As we tell little as little kids are like, I want to hold it in. Anyway, okay. So I remember when I was a little kid, I'd always try to hold it in. Not good. And you could destroy your insides that way. Suppose I don't know. That's a that's a that's a grandmother rumor. That's why my grandmother don't hold it in, Adam. You'll end up with like me with a bad colon or whatever she's got. She really I mean, you've heard she my grandmother does have a bad colon. Uh, but she she claims it was from holding it in when she was a kid. I, I don't know. I, I'm getting a lot of stories mixed up there. Moving on. <laughs> Pound that like button. You never know what you're going to get on this story. Yeah, my grandmother's going to turn 97 in uh, exactly what? It's, today's the 7th in exactly three weeks. So that'll be nice. I'll be in Tucson, though. Uh, so, uh, skate. So this guy, this is Doom Tweet Gone Wild in, in our space. He, his name is Litecoin underscore underscore Lord. It's linked to below. Below. There must be very few crypto travelers, but I can only think of Tone Vase and Adam Meister, both Israeli passport holders, by the way. Why are most of the Bitcoiners possibly Mossad agents asking for a friend? So that's a what that guy tweeted out there is a complete lie, um, has no basis in reality at all, is based on stereotypes. And just someone just making up a lie. But this type of stuff spreads. And this is the kind of stuff people love. People love to scapegoat and blame. Like, how can people be travel uh, traveling and Bitcoin fans? First of all, Tone Vase is not Jewish. Tone Vase has never stepped foot in Israel. So to say he has an Israeli passport is insane. It's insane. It, he's He was born in Russia. <laughs> he's an American. As for me, I'm an American citizen. I am Jewish, though. I am Jewish. But I do not have an Israeli passport. I go to Israel, though. I have been to Israel. I love Israel. I'd, lo I'd like to get an Israeli passport. They say it's pretty easy, but I never get around to doing it. Maybe next time I'll do that. I have it written down to do eventually. I, I would like to. You know, it's good to have a second passport, they say. People say it is good to have a second passport. The first one gets filled up with stamps and... You're gonna have two. It's fun, I guess. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, maybe I'll be able to open a bank to open a bank account in another country. Would be pretty cool. Although I hear Israeli banks aren't too fun to deal with. The point is, we're going back to this guy here, and then he calls us. Why are most of Bitcoin's possibly Mossad agents? I mean, again, the, the whole Mossad thing is, is ridiculous. You hear it all the time. Alex Jones talks about. Oh, we'll talk about Alex Jones in a second too. But people eat this kind of stuff up. They love it. They just can't. They can't just get used to the simple fact that some people just, they travel. <laughs> Nothing special. Anyone can travel. Anyone, you know, anyone can go to Israel. They don't have to be Israeli citizen. Anyone can be a Bitcoiner. They don't have to be Jewish. <laughs> I mean, there's all these things. People want to 
stereotype, uh, blame. I, I guess they, they, they have some inadequacies they, they, themselves, so they have to live through in the fantasy world of some of some sort. I don't get it. Most Bitcoiners are possibly Masadis. <laughs> I mean, that, that's got to be a joke. I mean, I mean, unfortunately, this guy's probably serious. His name is Litecoin Lord. So who, who knows? Who knows what that means? Um, but yeah, when, when I'm hanging out at the Bitcoin embassy in Tel Aviv, I can pretty much tell you there are no Mossad agents there, dude. It's like it's Bitcoin smart people. <laughs> some are a little geeky. Some are kind of, of alternative. You got all shades of uh, skin colors and stuff. You got uh, Israelis of Yemenite descent. You got uh, of European descent, of Syrian descent, or whatever. Uh, no, not not too many Mossad. Anyway, Tone Bay, saying the worst part of that is like Tone Bay's is Mossad, and he's he's got an Israeli passport. I mean, so ridiculous. The man hasn't stepped foot in Israel his whole life. Pound that like button. So that's on that's in that's on the big in the Bitcoin side, on the crypto side. Even in you know you would love that our space would be have sane people in it, but it doesn't. It's just like any space. We're not special. Sane, insane people can come here too. This is where the big boys play. But since this is where the big boys play, I'm going to call out when you when you have like fantasy world type of stuff like that tweeted out. So let, let's talk about scapegoating. Inc. here, scapegoating and Envy Inc. and Conspiracy Inc. That guy is just a little player. I read, um, I've talked about Alex Jones before on the show, all right? And I've said it many times, like about 10% of what he says is true, okay? <laughs> He's got some interesting gun control ideas. After that, he he just takes it to a whole, he's a marketer. He's a showman. It's entertainment. And um, apparently he's an alcoholic. I did not know that. Um, until relatively recently. And I just thought he was fat and out of shape and whatever. I gave him the benefit of the doubt, but he's got a serious alcohol problem too, serious alcohol problem. Um, but, uh, and that's no joking matter, no laughing matter. And Al, it, it, here's the article from the New York Times Magazine that came out that I, I read the whole thing. I worked for Alex Jones. I regret it. I dropped out of film school to edit video for the conspiracy theorist because I believed in his worldview. Then I saw what it did to people. Now, I think this article was, this guy, maybe the New York Magazine, Times Magazine published it because they thought it was going to, um, it was New York Times Magazine, yeah, uh, because it was going to hurt Alex Jones even more. Or, you know what? This, it, it, there's nothing really new in it, okay? I don't think it, I don't think it rips on Alex Jones anymore. I think it just brings up the obvious that, they, first of all, this kid, this young person, I don't know if he's young anymore, Okay, yeah, you didn't like what you're doing. You're gone. Um, what it did to people, I mean, it made you, it was hard to work for Alex. Alex Jones screamed at people. It was a little scary working for him at times. No shock, no shock at all. The guy is really, I mean, he, he gets behind his product and he's just full into it, full into attacking the mainstream. He didn't like the mainstream media. And so he makes up story. You know, they have a story. He has a new twist on the story. He makes up his own stories. And people just love this fantasy kind of stuff. And it's so it was so obvious all along that most of it's been fantasy. And and just he just makes up something and he's looking for a story. Dig, dig, dig. Go jump on some conspiracy thing. Whatever will get the clicks. Whatever will get the clicks. And he got addicted to the clicks and, and, and the attention. And just I, – I don't think <laughs> – he there are actually some points in, in the article. I mean, he, he supported his employees at times. He's not the worst dude in the world. He just was into making his his nonsense infotainment bigger and bigger and bigger, and people just eat it up. And they have to realize this stuff is 
fake. It's just most of it is not based in reality at all. And yeah, I, I don't think he should be banned at all, at all. Just because he makes up weird stories, it would be great if he was still around so everyone could say, yeah, yeah it's complete nonsense what he's been doing. And it, it, now it's all a race and no one even knows what I'm talking about. The stuff I'm talking, bringing up here, he's let off, he has let off the hook for most of the things he said in the past because YouTube took it all down. He's let off of the hook. So, I mean, he'll be able to uh, convince some other people also of some of his nonsense if he still does that. I don't know what he does anymore. Um, but 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 the bottom line is this, all right? People, it's they're fun fantasy stories out there. You know, you read a book and you know it's fake, all right? When you start getting – you can go down these rabbit holes and you, you think you're so smart. You think you got the inside info, and and he had and Alex Jones had fancy Cessic graphics. He had reporters. He had hot women working for him. He had all this stuff just to be bigger and bigger and bigger, so you'd believe it. And ever so many people fall for it, and it's just not productive. It is not productive. Now, if you're watching it as entertainment, as comedy, as well, okay, he's bringing up an interesting point about gun control. Uh, are the Bilderbergs taking our guns? No, but. Uh, but do the Bilderbergs have power of us? No. But is 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 gun control an issue in the United States when we have the Second Amendment? Yes. If, if you can like dig, if you can find the base points there, that's great. Or if you just use it as entertainment, or you know, or play drinking games with it. I don't say to drink because that's that's bad, that's unhealthy. But if you if you do that, yeah, fine. But you, you got to realize it. Um, so yeah, Alex Jones made a huge business out of scapegoating. Um, again, the, 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 was it the NWO he made up, uh, you know, there's this grand organ. And, and again, a lot of it is based on stuff that is really si sinister and nasty stuff, um, that boils down to, um, you know, a, a, a small group of people in the room, in the world, sit in the room and control the world. Um, you know, which goes back to the tweet that I said, but, you know, calling everybody Mossad and he blamed Mossad on things too. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying Alex Jones was anti-Semitic. I, 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 I don't have, you know, he, he's just, but I mean, some of his conspiracies are one step away from it. People take it to that next level, which is there. I mean, if they want to do that, they can do that. It's just nonsense. For me, it's just as nonsense saying Bilderberg controls the world as, as like a bunch, as the protocols of Zion control the world. It's the same thing. It's, it's, not, it's on, it's that there is a, there actually is a Bilderberg group. A bunch of rich guys get together. So what? Don't let it bother you at all. Who cares? A bunch of rich guys have a meeting and you don't get invited. You're jealous and you're envious. Why don't you become a rich person? And so Alex Jones, some of his conspiracies, um, you know, Bitcoin, he didn't buy Bitcoin because, he, you know, he said it was NWO and all this stuff. And this this hurt him. This And if you believed in it, you weren't in motion. You, he, Alex Jones knew about Bitcoin early and he talked about it early, but he didn't talk about it in a good way. He missed out. And now, if Abbott if Alex Jones would have got Bitcoin, he'd own his own YouTube at this point and be, be broadcasting his nonsense stuff. That, so you can read the New York Times article. I, I don't think there's anything really shocking in it. It, it, you know, it's, it reminds me that he is an alcoholic. He has a problem. Um, I think that maybe that led him to some of his delusional stuff and just to, to, to run with it. Um, and, and he's, and, and they kind of make fun of him for being overweight or whatever, but it's, it's out there. It's out. If you, he was selling health products and he was completely overweight and red faced. I mean, are you going to really buy his health? People were buying his health. He, he just used fear so much. You know, the Fukushima stuff, and then he's selling iodine. I mean, and people fall for it. People fall, they want doom. There's just a certain amount of the population that um, 
that loves Doom. And uh, he, he appeals to them. And, you know, it's if people are going to buy it, let him do it. I say don't censor the dude. But I just – I can't believe people fall for it. I just can't believe – this is where the big boys play again. And, hey, just just think sometimes. You know, stories are fun. But it's just if you're get if you're getting into this doom rabbit hole, you're not being very productive. And usually there's a very simple answer, just like with Andy Hoffman. No, he's not a shill. He says straight up on his page, he is a marketer and he gets paid for it. Um, just like just because Adam and Tone travel places don't mean doesn't mean they have Israeli passports and they're uh, they work for the Mossad. I mean, it, it, there's usually a simple answer. They just know how to travel. It, it's not that expensive. I'm going to talk about my favorite Airbnbs in a second. So pound that like button. Roman Q said, is Trace still coming on the show next week? It's almost proof of keys time. Yes. Thursday? Thursday at 8 p.m. Uh, mountain time. I will be in Tucson. I will be landing in Tucson like three and a half hours before then. If I can make it to my Airbnb. He will be on at 7 p.m. in Los Angeles, 8 p.m. in Denver, uh, 9 p.m. in Chicago, 10 p.m. in uh, New York and and uh, Baltimore and Washington and in Philadelphia. I, I will announce it again many times. Thursday, Trace Mayer will be live on the show, so you'll be able to ask him questions also. So it's been a little while since he's been live because we had that problem um, not being able to do live interviews since August. And he's been on once he's been on once since August, but yeah, he's going to talk all about proof of keys. And I'm actually going to ask him about proof of keys coin, which he only tweeted about once, which I thought was a great idea. All right. MTMD who's in Maryland, uh, just like I am right now. I just listened to your, this weekend Bitcoin show and your guest brought up some really good points against proof of keys. Yes. He, Alex brought that up. And that is something else that I am going to ask Trace about MTMD. Very, very good question to, that really goes uh, well with uh, with Roman's question. And what Alex said, basically, for some people, it is so hard to even move Bitcoin that more Bitcoin has been lost <laughs> moving it around than has been lost um you know, keeping it on an exchange. So if you, <laughs> unfortunately, if you don't know what you're doing and, and and I said that part of Trace's campaign is to educate people to know how to move the stuff. So if you don't know how to move the stuff, it can be better keeping it on Coinbase. You really, if you're buying it though, you should know how to move it. It's really, really, uh, um, it, it really important to, 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 to know that. All right. Um, no, it says Alex Jones is a Zionist. No, he's, I don't know what he's, I am a Zionist. <laughs> Alex Jones believes the, uh, the land of Israel is the land of the Jews. I, I don't know if he, I don't know what he, he believes in creating fear and, um, fear to promote his show. I mean, his show is all about doom and getting more and more, saying the most outrageous things to get more and more and more and more people to watch. I mean, I don't even know what his core beliefs are anymore. I, I, and it doesn't really matter. And I don't think he should be banned because <laughs> I think he's just, a lot of his opinions are completely ridiculous and silly. And if you ever look in his archives, he used to, if his archives were still there, you'd see some of the nuts he had on his show, how wrong they were about some of their predictions and about the elite taking over this, that, and the other. Oh my God. All right. So 
Lele, I you've brought up that topic before about your backside. Why? I don't know why. Maybe you, you need more, uh, uh, less more fruit. I don't know what you need there, Lele. I'm, I'm not a, I'm not an expert on that. Or perhaps you're putting stuff back there. I mean, are you engaged in that type of activity, man on man? I mean, what, what's what's going on, Lele? I, I, I'm being careful not. This is a family show. I don't want to get too graphic on what Lele. Lele always brings up a problem he has with his backside. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Alex is not as bad as Joe Biden. I, I you know, they're, they're, they're two different animals. They're, I mean, one is a one is a political sociopath. One is a person who runs for office. I mean, it, it's you know, one worse than the other. They're, they're pretty. <laughs> they, they're they're in different categories. They're different, different, they're in different uh, fields. Okay. Joe Biden might be a little senile now too. I, I don't even know, but Joe, Joe Biden is a career politician that have lived that, that that's lived off of people that that's lived off the government teat. What since 1972 or something. Um, and did he just call some guy bald? I mean, Joe Biden is, I don't know if he did or not. He got an argument with some, some, I don't even know the whole thing. That's why I, I thought he's called the guy bald. Joe Biden is really bald. bald. He has, he has, imp, he has plugs. He has hair plugs. So he's really bald. So I hope he didn't call anybody bald because he's bald. He shouldn't be making fun of people for being bald when he's bald. He just has implants. You can see him. It's so obvious. Um, but at least Alex Jones is an entrepreneur. I'll give him that. I'll give him that. Alex Jones started a real business. Yeah, I, I, I think that's uh, on the capitalistic level. Yeah, Joe Biden is worse than. Uh, Joe Biden isn't a capitalist. Alex Jones is. Alex Jones is a capitalist. He built, I mean, you got to give him credit. He built a, a fear industry, a doom industry, very successful. Um, but he he has some issues with alcohol, some serious issues. He's not a healthy person. I mean, he, he didn't, he, he's talking about all these uh, supplements you take. He's clearly not living a healthy lifestyle. Even though he's a terrible spokesperson for those supplements just getting redder and redder. I didn't understand why he was getting, I didn't know he was alcoholic until, I, mean, I guess I'm a little naive about what alcoholics look like. I thought he was just like, like, like to eat cheeseburgers and McDonald's or whatever and drink soda. I didn't know he was sometimes, he probably was intoxicated in some, I mean, according to this New York Times thing, I, it doesn't, he probably was intoxicated on a few of his shows to put it lightly. But I mean, that, if he wants to do a show that way, you could do a show intoxicated. He did well, he did well for himself. All right, moving on. But again, people love to come up with. And the funny thing is, Alex Jones makes up the wildest stories. The why, and then people are like, "He's a he's a shill. He's a shill. He's not serious. He's not down the rabbit hole enough." It's so that, I, that's the part I found most fascinating. They're like, "No, he really he, he he's he's working for the government, and this is all a trick." <laughs> come on, what do you want him to do? What do you want him to do? Uh, oh God! I mean, it's 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 a. I mean, if you just if you're if you're watching it as a show as as entertainment, and you're like, okay, this guy isn't fake enough. He's making he's not making up ridiculous enough lies. Okay, you want someone that makes it. But if you think he's not that his ridiculous enough lies are not truth, uh, because it's really much more ridiculous than what he's saying. You you totally lost it. He he was he. I don't know. I don't know how anyone anyone could fall for for some of that stuff. You know, some of the stuff is somewhat interesting or whatever. But all right, mo moving on, moving on. Right, he made a great business out of it, um, and it just shows you what I, what I've, I've I've always said. I mean, ten percent of the people in crypto. I mean, no, it's not that. I mean, so many people are willing to get behind just a wild man, um, no matter what they say, just willing to believe anything. They believe anything they're told. 
just in, in our space, that's the BSV people. They believe anything they are told by a strong man. And Alex Jones conveyed, a, he was very convincing, very convincing. Very, He would yell and scream, yelling, the yelling and screaming. Some people just, if they're going to get yelled and screamed at, they're going to believe it. They're going to believe it. They're going to believe it. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. Some people are talking about with the, the Joe Biden situation with the the, the, the overweight guy. I, I don't even I don't even want to know. I, I heard I heard Ben Shapiro mention it. I, I can't I could not I did not watch the video. People were saying, Well, you know, did he call him fat? I don't care what he called him. Pound that like button. The guy was Elizabeth Warren supporter. Let them all call each other names. I don't care. It's fine. Um it's it just it's just fun. I love I, I it is hilarious. We're gonna talk about Kamala Harris in, in a second. That uh the, 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 now, I'm not saying all black voters are mindless. Not all black voters are mindless. Most voters in general are totally mindless. But there's a there's certain black voters that are totally mindless. And um, and so they, they're expected to vote for Kamala because she's a black woman. But no, they would rather vote for Joe Biden. He is, he is black to them because it was Obama Biden. And because he was Obama's man, he is now He's blacker than Kamala. He's he's that's the way they're going to make their decision. Now that's a horrific way to make any decision, you know, based on race and who who's blacker than the other person. But I do I do find it entertaining that um and, and because and they wouldn't if they listened to a if they if they cared about um just competency competency in a, in a human being. I mean, you got to say she's more competent than he is. I mean, he, he, he's apparently it doesn't make much sense that the clips that I see of him. I mean, she's a totally total sociopath too. They're both sociopaths, but he's old and he's a, but it, it's funny. There's a certain, um, a certain caliber of, of black voter that'll be, no, no, no. He was with Obama. No, no, I'm not. No matter. No, he, he's with Obama. Uh, that's it. Kamala. Who's this Kamala? Who, who's Kamala? Who's Corey? Who, who's this? I'm with, I'm sticking with the black man. I'm sticking with Biden. Biden is black. Biden is black. For some people, seriously, for some black people, he is black. That's good enough. He is black. Although he's like the whitest dude on earth. Trust me about this. Um, I, maybe some black people could chime in here and, and talk about this this type of, this is this is bad. This is not a voter that's, again, there are many, many white voters that don't uh, that don't think at all. And oh, I'm a God, and Jewish people, we're supposed to be so smart. Uh, so many Jewish people, they don't think at all. They're like, well, who's a Democrat? <laughs> Let him steal all my money. I'm, I've done so well for him. Let me vote for the communists. He's going to steal all my money. The Democrat, the most communist, the most Jew-hating Democrat I'm going to vote for as a Jewish person. That's Jewish. I mean, that's most Jewish Democrats will vote for the most Jew-hating Democrat possible. That, that, so that's that's the lowest of the low in terms of intelligence. That's worse than thinking Joe Biden is black as a black person. Voting When you're a Jewish person and you vote automatically for the, the worst Jew-hater of all the Democrats, I mean, that's that's worse than thinking being a black person voting for Joe Biden because he's black and because he worked for Obama. So yeah, Jewish people, I, I blame more. I'm Jewish. I mean, uh, but no, I, I don't, I don't do that. But this is, this is, poli this is, this, this is how sickening politics is. It's just, it's just a sickening part. And that's why you cannot worry about it. But on this show, we bring it up as we can say things like this. I love, uh, you know, it, it's fun to say stuff like that, that people are scared to say. Now, speaking of Kamala Harris and things that are, that, that people are scared to say, wait a second. Oh, wait, Alex Jones, there was one more thing I want to say. Uh, infotainment. I said, first of all, pound that like button. Okay, Alex Jones talked the talk. He didn't walk the walk. All right, in terms of his health products, that's what I mean. So Scott, Scott Adam, we're talking about white guys that are scared. <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm saying the truth about politics, but you got got a guy like Scott Adams who I, I, I linked to his channel before, and so 
he thought he made this bet. I don't know where you can make bets like this. I mean, California, Vegas, I have no idea. Why He bet that Kamala Harris would be the, uh, early on, he bet that she would be the the Democratic nominee. And, you know, his logic was he's a woman, she's black, and, you know, the, the Democrats are all into minority. And it was it was logical. And then he was, you know, he was so happy after that first debate where she attacked um, Joe Biden and looked like she was doing so well. And then ever since then, she's been doing horrible. Everyone, and he said, he said the Willie Brown thing uh, the, the, that she slept with the the former uh, mayor of uh, San Francisco. What's his name? Willie Brown is that his? I, 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 yeah, Willie Brown, the, the the former mayor of San Francisco. She slept her way to the top. There's no doubt about it. She slept her way to the top. It's out there. And and he said, no, don't breathe. Who cares? Who cares about who's who slept with who? Who cares about that? It, that doesn't matter. He said. I mean, not not understand. I mean, voters care about very superficial things. Okay. <laughs> And that's a little bit more than superficial. She only got her position because she got into a position for a dirty married man like Willie Brown. All right. She is the type of woman that sleeps with Donald Trump. That So, so who are you going to vote? And I, I brought this up beforehand. You're going to vote for the person who gets the women to sleep for him. Or are you going to vote for the woman that has to sleep with the guy like Donald Trump to move up? That's who sleeps with Donald Trump, by the way. Women who want power. He's 70 some years old. Do you think he get those women want power? They want wealth. They want everything. And he can get any more. He can get Kamala Harris probably right now. Well, you, you, you get the picture here, okay? So, but, but Scott Adams said, ignore all that. No one's going to care about that. No, one, no one's going to care about, yeah, right. Yeah, right. So anyway, she fell apart because she's a fool anyway. She because she doesn't deserve. I mean, she got to her high office because she's very aggressive. I mean, you got to give her credit. She's aggressive. She'll do willing to do anything, willing to do anyone to get to her position. But it failed. She she had to drop out. She had to drop out. So he goes to great lengths, and this is a classic of Scott Adams to make up these excuses, and he always uses a, an exaggeration technique. So if you watch Scott Adams, and maybe other people do this too, but to me it's so obvious. He'll always say EST. He'll say that, you know, that was the great, the greatest tweet ever. It, he's the greatest president ever. Isn't he the greatest vice president ever? Uh, that was the worst campaign ever, he said. The worst. That her campaign was the worst campaign ever. I mean, let's, let me ask you something, Scott Adams. Do you know about uh, the, all the Democratic campaigns in 1992 and 1996 or the Republican ones in 2000? Do you know about every single one in the primary? And hers was the worst. Hers was the worst ever? And, so, and people fall into this. People are like, oh, yeah, he's right. It was the worst ever. It, how do you? It was, how was the worst ever? She had a headquarters in Baltimore when she was from the West Coast. That was a pretty smart move. She attacked Joe Biden in an early debate. That her and it was all planned. Her campaign planned that out. That was a smart move. How was that the part of this the worst campaign ever? He's making up excuses why he lost, why he why he was wrong. He can't just say he was wrong. It didn't work out. She slept, you know, it just didn't work out. Just move along. But and still he says, Well, how about this? If if Joe Biden gets the nomination, he should pick her, and then maybe something will happen to him, and then she will have to run for president in, instead of him. I mean, it's, it's an insane scenario. It's saying he hopes Joe Biden dies. He hopes that Joe Biden picks Kamala Harris and then dies before the election. That's what he's saying. That's that's his hope now. It's like, dude, you're wrong. Move on. Just just move on, man. It's, it, it's, but it just shows you he goes to great lengths when he's wrong to just – and when he's right. He, he'll go to great lengths to show how right he, he'll say it's the greatest. It's the worst. It's always some extreme. And you don't think you don't think to argue it. 
But if it's it's very easy to argue some of the, the greatest vice president ever. This is he a historian of vice presidents? Is he a historian? Does he know all the vice presidents? Can he tell me what Walter Mondale did in 1978? Can he? What did Spiro Agnew do in 1969? I mean, it's like, no, he can't. It's, it's, it's absolutely ludicrous, some of the things that he says. Uh, best tweet ever. Best, best word. So, I mean, I'll say this. He's got some interesting techniques. He, I've learned the system thing from him. but And he's the one, his whole thing about loser think is you, you can't comment Oh, you know, there's certain if you're not an expert in a field, you're not going to be able to properly comment on it like an expert can. It, is she an expert in politics? No, he's totally blowing it out of his backside. Totally blow. He just got into politics after he wrote about Trump. He didn't know about. It. He didn't follow politics before him. Not, and that's great that he didn't follow politics. He he is he was a productive person. Being a comic guy is it's much better than being a politician. He was a, he was an entrepreneur. He, he worked for companies. But I'm just I'm just saying you know I, I'm giving you a little bit of insight here. And you know I, I think he's I think he's a smart guy. But I'm just pointing out his little tricks that he does there. Uh, right, Roman Q has some questions here, but I'm gonna I want to end this uh, Scott Adams thing here. Uh, because all right, uh, he, he also th- he's very another weak point of his. Unfortunately, he had a, a stepson who died from a fentanyl overdose. His son was a, his stepson was a drug addict, and he's very angry at China. He he is so angry at China. He says China killed his stepson. Now, first of all, I mean, he, first of all, guys, you know, don't ma- you know it's it's you put a lot on the line when you marry. A single mother, okay, marry a woman that already has a kid. So this is like help, you know. I wouldn't say ruin Scott Adams' life, but take a huge chunk of Scott Adams' life away. You could tell he's very angry about this. This wasn't even his kid. This was his ex-wife's kid. Scott Adams is now with a younger woman who also has kids. Who also has kids. He keeps. He is a C-U-C-K with women. He, he, unfortunately, he, he's ending up with women that already have kids. He, he's taking care of other men's children. And unfortunately, this other man's child became a drug addict and died. It's horribly. And um, so Scott Adams just goes off on China and starts. The only time Scott Adams curses on the show is when he's talking about China. He, he uses foul language. And he, he loses it almost. And, and again, he's a really slow talker. I have never. I, apparently he is. I have only played him at 2x. It seems normal to me. So listen to him at 2x. I li- I link to him below. But he thinks he's got this outsized influence. Like he thinks he's going to influence the policy of the United States toward China. He really, really does. And so you can get – and I think he does this on purpose. So he, he, he creates a little world around him of his supporters – and he makes himself seem much larger than he is, that he has this huge influence. And, and he says on Twitter that he argues with people on Twitter, a complete waste of his time. I can't believe he, he stoops that low. Where he's, But he says it's okay to argue with jerks. Dude, it's a total waste of your time. You're a multimillionaire already. Okay, I get it. But you're only adding to your own doom. That, that That's a sick thing. If you are sick and sad because your ex-wife's child died of, of, a, of, a, of a drug overdose, I wouldn't get into arguments with trolls. I mean, I would just try to do some more po- – and he does do positive things in his life. But, I mean, he is clearly so affected by this fentanyl overdose of his son that he really loses it on the China thing. He really loses it. And I got to I got to tell you, I mean, I, the leaders of China are bad dudes and everything. What they're doing is Thai, in Taiwan is horrible. But he takes – Scott Adams takes it to a whole new level. And, and, again, they shouldn't be doing what they're doing to those Uyghurs at all. 
it's horrifying. It's horrifying. I'm glad he brings that up. I'm glad he brings that up. But with the fentanyl, you know, there is a choice everyone makes eventually to get on the drugs and not to get on the drugs. Okay. You, Scott Adams says he smoked, he himself smokes marijuana for medicinal purposes. Well, guess what? Guess what? For some people, they start smoking it for medicinal purposes, and then they get into other stuff. And I know some of you say, no, 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 but some people do. Okay. So it, 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 it isn't the leader of China, not getting rid of the fentanyl dealers is not making all these Americans addicted to fentanyl. I mean, they're addicted to other, they'd be addicted to other drugs. They chose drugs. Their parents beat them. It might be their parents' fault for horribly, massively abusing them. Abusing them. But but Scott Adams takes it to a whole new level of scapegoating uh, with with China with the fentanyl thing. It's, it's all their fault. They killed his son. China killed his son. China killed his son. China didn't kill his son. And he also Scott Adams says he doesn't believe in free will. So I mean that that's another thing I strongly disagree with. I mean if you don't believe in free will. And it's all programmed out anyway. Why be angry at China? Your your stepson was destined to die anyway. He, he, he couldn't he couldn't help it. That was part of the the pre-programmed thing. Since there's no free will, if you want to break it down, if there's no free will, why are you angry at China? Why are you cursing at China? There is free will. Okay, you can change your behavior, people. You can change your behavior. Uh, people can get off the of drugs. People can avoid drugs. People who are abused can seek help before they self-medicate. Okay. You can change your behavior. You can find solutions. And just the, the scapegoating thing, I'm not down with it, okay? I don't like China. I don't like China's leaders. I don't like what they're doing to the Uyghurs and stuff. Um, and I don't like people doing fentanyl. I don't like fentanyl, all right? All right. Um, and, yeah, so we talked about he doesn't believe in free will. Uh, 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 but he is one of these wealthy white guys that is, so, is scared of being called a racist. You know he is. On a certain level, on a certain level, because he, he he says it would be great if we had a black woman in the White House. It's about time. It's about time. It's about time, you know, that or to have a gay man in the White House. It's about time. I'd feel good about that. Why? Who cares? You do you, you you want the most competent person? You want the most competent person because you're guilty. Why are you guilty? Who cares? You didn't do anything to gay people or black people or whatever. Yes, yes, they've suffered. Of course, they've suffered. You do you realize when you give something to, to someone that they don't deserve that that just causes more and more animosity? So if you're just going to pick Kamala Harris because she's a black woman to become president of the United States, that's like the ultimate in examples of like, yeah, well, we, we're just get, we're just giving a freebie to, 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 to oppress people just because that that's going to make people unhappy. You want you want the the and again, president. President is just something that is out there that it that people unfortunately look up to. Should it so it should be the most competent person, but it is not. It is not anymore. It is all about identity politics and all this stuff. Um, so he he goes to a certain level where he's sometimes scared. To eat. He says person of color. He says all the he says all these terms, and he takes it to us. He's so careful around certain minority groups that like the stuff he's saying is really racist about them in in terms of like he can't criticize them. You, know, you should be able to criticize anyone. You should be able to, you know, and, and you're, you're by saying, you know, we're, we're going to give this group a boost because they're not represented the way I like them to be represented. You're saying they're, they're not competent enough. So I'm just going to give them a freebie. So you are being racist that way you are, you're insulting. You really are. Um, but he's trying to fit in. So this is what he's used to. He's living in California, et cetera, et cetera. Um, 
Now, I want to go back to Kamala Harris. One one funny thing that you know she, her her campaign did fail. They spent a lot of money. She doesn't have enough money to go on. But whatever the reason is, okay, it's not because of racism that she had to drop all out. She's in the Democratic primary. P- people love the Democrats. Love the, most of the, many Democrats are black. Many Democrats are women. They love black women. What was that? That's not why she got kicked out. Cory Booker screaming. It used to be so diverse, this group, and now it's not diverse. What do you mean? It's still pretty damn di- diverse. It's got Tulsi Gabbard. What's she? She's something. It's got the gay guy. It's got all this stuff. But I mean, Cory Booker, I mean, he's only got one leg to stand on now. He's the black, he's the one black guy. Remember me? I'm the black guy. I'm the black. Oh no, but now that other Deval Patrick jumped in. But he could say he's blacker than Deval. I don't know. I don't know what that just make a big stink out of racism and hopefully people vote for you. That's what Cory Booker is going for now. Um, but some of these media people that the clips that I've seen out there that say, oh, this is because of racism that she got kicked out or because of sexism. What? I mean, it's the Democrat. It's the Democrats. She just it was just a bad campaign. People didn't like her. She slept with Willie Brown to get to get power. I mean, I mean, it's just like she she's a weird laugh. She just doesn't she did, didn't resonate. And she she blew her load. She didn't say she she didn't but the campaign didn't budget correctly, clearly. They should have been able to make it to freaking Iowa, but she knew she wasn't gonna do well in Iowa, I guess. Um by the polls. Mm. Whatever, to each his own. So uh, I, that, that's my media commentary this week, I guess. I have some more say, things to say about uh, non-political media. Uh, but it, it, it is, you get a real insight. Politics does bring out a lot in people. Um, so I, I, I will say that. When, when people start talking political, you, you start hearing about their biases and uh, just the weird way they're influenced or how they try to influence or how important they think politics is. Or how they think they're an expert in politics. <laughs> All right, so Roman Q and what and what they think about race relations. Uh, just do the best, people. Compete. Don't complain. This is where the big boys play. That's why I love Bitcoin. Nobody gets a. Uh, everyone gets a fair shot here. Everyone gets a fair shot. There's no no favoritism. No. Uh, oh, we want better representation, and people are free to say they want better representation, but it's not. Nothing's going to be for, better representation. It's not going to be forced on anyone in terms of minority representation. All right. Roman Q said, did you have any predictions about 2019, Bitcoin or otherwise? It didn't end up happening. Did anything happen in 2019 that you didn't expect to happen until later in the future? I can tell you something that happened in 2018 that I didn't think was going to happen to me, unfortunately. Um, but 2019... Um, 2019, did, was there anything that shocked me about 2019? Not about Bitcoin. Um, yeah, I, I I didn't think we were gonna have that. Uh, I think when Bitcoin went up to fourteen thousand, was it one day? Was that fourteen thousand? That was shocking. That, that that I didn't really, I didn't expect that then. I didn't expect that at that time. That came out of the blue. That that pump, whenever it was, was it in June. That pump was very surprising to me. Very surprising to me. I thought this year would be like 2015, which it mostly has been, but that wasn't that wasn't like 2015 at all. Um, I'm a little surprised that there, there are not more individuals buying Bitcoin this year. I thought there would be more people buying Bitcoin this year, not not just like mega corporations planning to do it. Uh, I don't think we've had that many new people enter the space this year at all. And I thought I thought there would be more new people. I gave I gave the general public too much credit. But this was a really good time to enter. I mean, at the beginning of 2018, uh, 2019, 
it was a good time to buy. It really was for quite, quite some time, quite some time. I mean, the whole winter, right? Um, so I thought more people would come in. Um, I, I think I, I, something I learned this year, this is not, wasn't a prediction or not a prediction. I'll, I'll talk about this more in tomorrow's show. Um, it's just, we're always, there's a lot of dumb money out there and it it's on the sidelines and it's going to come back. It left. It's going to, there's going to be a bigger amount of dumb money that comes in. You know, you see, and the reason I get peaks, I get glimpses into the dumb money thing. When I see the BSV people buying it, when I see the heck stuff, people, how much money um, he's raised for that, um, that people still fall for, you know, things like OneCoin or uh, BitConnect. Uh, That realization has been building over time. And I think this year, even without like hardly any newbies coming in, I still see people making horrible, horrible, horrible decisions. And so that, that, that just makes me think that it's going to be so much worse in, in the future in terms of people making horrible decisions. Like the 2017 will come back probably in 2021 on steroids. And that I, I, I don't want to – if people have altcoin bags right now, I would not be surprised if all of them, like every altcoin that at least still has like a working team gets repumped again in 2021 to like uh, just insanely by by just ignorant people. But but like we're going to there's going to be a lot more dumb money uh, and re-entering the space. We still have some dumb money here, um, but it's so it's just so easy to convince people to buy altcoins and ICOs and. DeFi. Uh, I did not know. I didn't predict DeFi. That's something that shocked me. I didn't. I didn't see that coming. But I do see what's coming next. I see that DeFi is going to become outrageous. It's going to just become. It's going to become like ICOs. But I didn't know that this D. I didn't see DeFi on the horizon in 2018 at all. I did. I did not see that. And and people. Are, I didn't know that was going to be the trendy word of 2019. And it's probably going to even be more trendier in 2020. So that there's something that I did not did not predict. And I think there are some legitimate DeFi people out there, but I think there's going to be a lot of illegitimate ones and a lot of illegitimate DeFi products and a lot of people calling just anything DeFi just to sell whatever they're trying to sell. I mean, maybe the next dumb money phenomenon will be to pump out all these altcoins. Some of these altcoins that have nothing to do with DeFi, they'll just say we're DeFi coins and they'll sell themselves to people in the future. So we, and of course, with all this dumb money rushing into all coin, it'll come into Bitcoin too. It's 2021 should be a fun time. I, I think that, that that's a prediction I've been saying for a little bit while is the transgender going to run for president is the transgender going to run for president one day, one day, a transgender. I mean, that seems to be the big thing. Now they are so rare. Transgender people are so rare, but, um, if you are one, uh, you'll just go to the Democratic Party, say who you are, and they'll uh, nominate you for some position. And who knows, you might be a mayor of a big city or something. I don't, I don't know. It seems like uh, something. It's a trendy, trendy minority to get behind now. Uh, so uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I, I was going to, you know, you're saying is a transgender going to run for president? I couldn't see foresee one running in 2024. But you know what? Things evolve a lot faster. So wouldn't wouldn't shock me. 
<laughs> I mean, you know, there's no transgender governor right now, but I mean, and I, I would think there wouldn't be one in 2024, but things go much faster uh, in, in the political world these days toward insanity. Just they, they want the most, the rarest of minority. Um, and it's, it's both parties, really. I mean, if you're a, if you're a black woman in the Republican Party, I mean, you you can you could probably be like today you could be someone on the uh, just like a mayor of a small town somewhere and you could be vice president of the United States in 2024 probably um, running with Nikki Haley or something like that. I mean, they they would be up for that. I mean, just it's it's, it's identity politics. It, it's so identity politics. It's so it's so it's wretched. It's wretched stuff and. Um, but I'm just commenting on it. It's I believe in uh, you know production and actual uh, competency, not just like fancy sets and graphics. And that's you know being a transgender. Uh, it, it's basically fancy sets and graphics. That that's what it is. It's like oh look look what I got here. Look I'm hanging. I'm showing you a transgender. Vote for me. Vote for me. Vote for my party. We're great. We're so friendly. It's 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 they're using it. It's it's, it's kind of sad, you know, using these people as tokens to to get to get uh, votes to get power. All right. All right. So we, enough health tips. So let's talk about, I mentioned some of these health tips before. <laughs> now, yeah, I don't believe some people, uh, there's a rumor about Michelle Obama and, and there's a video. She's a woman, dudes. Come on. Come on. She, it, it's, she, that's a woman. That That's a woman. She's a woman. Don't go down. I know there's a video that shows looks like something's down there. I don't know what that is. I saw it for a second. I'm not watching that thing again. Um, but no, Michelle, Michelle Michelle Obama's a woman. She's she's a woman. I'm not. Uh, but that's the funny thing. She that's the weird. She could probably become president, and she has no qualifications whatsoever besides being the wife of the president. And that's basically what Hillary Clinton was. It's just the world we live in. And again, in Argentina, they did it. That's how uh, Christina Fernandez became president. She was the wife of the president. That's and she became president. So we're, we're I mean, if we would have elected Hillary Clinton, we, we'd be one step closer to Argentina. And that's nothing to be proud of. Pound that like button. Argentina is a beautiful country, though. I will say that. So much potential. But they always, they are addicted to socialism. We're going to talk about Chile in a second. Oh, there's so much to talk about on this show. Health tips. People love to help hear these. I'm going to say them again. I've said these before, but sometimes people miss them. I take cold showers every day. Every day I take a cold shower. Uh, even the days I, I don't run just after I work out. What, what does that do for you? At the very least, it wakes you up, baby. It wakes you up. Some people say it strengthens your muscles. It does X, Y, Z. It makes you healthier. I don't know about that. It wakes you up. You're wide awake after it and uh, makes you more alive. It makes me feel more alive. You, you can Google it and hear what all the other people say it does. I don't know if there's any... Um, any real proof that it makes you healthier. I have no idea, but I, I do like it. <laughs> it does. It does wake you up. You're wide awake after. And it makes your, when you do have a regular warm shower, you treasure that warm shower so much more. And there is something. If you can, you know, it's part of my system, the cold shower system. Uh, shows uh, you can, you can consistently do it. You you could have some conviction there. I, I will tell you that you can you you show you prove commitment when you can take a cold shower every day. <laughs> I don't know. Also, okay, tooth teeth brushing, toothbrush, teeth, teeth maintenance. I I've only been using baking soda, I think since 2014 now. No problems. I brush three times a day. 
I wake up in the morning, I brush like for 20 seconds with not just with the toothbrush, just to get the slime off and off my tongue. And then I swish around water for a while. And then I brush my teeth for the first time, a fit, a fit, well, second time, but I do two minutes with baking soda. That's it. I'm ready for the day. The stuff's out of my mouth. I've, I've, I've put water in my mouth. I'm very fresh. Um, and then of course I only eat one meal during the day. So many hours pass. I eat my meal and then I wait uh, hour after a meal. And then I, uh, well, right after the meal, I clean my tongue off with the tongue scraper, use a tongue scraper. They're good. Gets all that. that, that you gotta, you gotta scrape your tongue too, because there's food on there. You don't want that rotting away and stuff, but you wait an hour after you've eaten, especially if you've eaten uh, citrus and stuff, uh, because your, your teeth are a little soft after you, you eat. So you want them to harden up again, the enamel, and then you brush your teeth with a uh, baking soda for two minutes, uh, an, an hour to two hours after you've eaten. Try not to wait more than two hours. All right, that's it. That, that's my that's that's my health tip of the day. Oh, I don't drink water two hours before I eat. Um, that was something I've added since <laughs> Craig Ship actually told me something about that. Craig Ship of the who's interviewed me from his undisclosed location near Camp David before. What's up, Craig? Um, yeah, and. After I brush my teeth, I don't drink water until an hour afterwards. So um, I, I, if I drink water uh, before I eat, it has to be two hours before I eat because it can, you know, you, you want to absorb, absorb all that food. You don't want water in there. Apparently, if you have water, like a, a lot of water before you eat, you don't absorb, absorb everything, apparently. Okay, so I do two hours, water two hours before I eat. So sometimes it's many hours before I eat, but you want it at least two hours between your water and your meal. Okay, enough. Stefan Molyneux is linked to below. He interviewed a guy in Chile, and I, I've wanted to do this. I've said on past shows that what's going on in Chile is, is not cool. The revolution, the people that are protesting in the street, they're envious. They want more. It's based in communism and socialism. And this guy basically says the same thing. He's actually in Chile. And Roman Q says, Bitcoin Meister, if America ever became very hostile to Bitcoiners from a tax perspective, what are the top countries that you'd want to move to? Well, Australia, but one would think that Australia would go the way of America, wouldn't it? But if Australia didn't, it would be Australia. Um, Israel, um, Australia and Israel come to mind. Uh, but Chile would be okay. I, 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 it, <laughs> No, then like not Norway because they already are unfriendly. They already get like do a one percent wealth. They have wealth taxes there. Any place that doesn't have a wealth, the place can't have a wealth tax. So if I was if I was wrong about uh, if Israel has a wealth tax, that's not cool. I don't know if I don't even know if Israel has a wealth tax. I don't think they do. They have bad taxes though. Um, but Australia comes to mind. Israel comes to mind. I feel New Zealand, obviously. Um, I, li I like modern countries. Oh, well, Singapore. Singapore, if I had to. I mean, we're getting to J Japan or, or South Korea. They, they would be fine. Uh, I, I only like modern countries. I mean, then let's say if all the modern countries became, if they all, all, all the comfortable countries in Asia and the West went the way of America, then, then, including Israel, then I, I mean, I would go to South Africa, actually. This is, I mean, assuming they didn't go that way because in a country like that oh well, i go well there'd be south uh, uruguay 
But then is Uruguay a Western country that would go that? Like I go to Uruguay before South America, obviously, but but, but before South Africa, excuse me. You know, we're really down, going down the uh, rabbit hole here a little bit too much there. I, I am, and I'm not being specific about some of these scenarios. Uh, but uh, there's always a place I, I, I know that I could run to. I, I, uh, I don't think all those countries that I just mentioned, they all have a little bit, they're all a little bit different. And they all wouldn't, they all wouldn't do the same thing. They all wouldn't follow America's lead. Uh, South Africa wouldn't follow America's lead if all those other countries did. Um, and possibly Uruguay wouldn't. Um, Anyway, uh, but yeah, I, I, I just want to clarify, I would rather live in Uruguay than South Africa. I just And I would rather live in Chile, Uruguay, and Argentina than South Africa uh, because they are safer. They are safer. But I, I was assuming they would go the same way as America. Uh, and if they did, I, South Africa is beautiful though, but they do. But there's, there's many, many issues in, in South Africa, many issues. But I can, I know, uh, I know how to handle some, some of the issues there, uh, obviously. And I could get my own security detail if I needed to. And <laughs> that's the other thing, being a Bitcoiner at that point. If it came to that, it's not going to come to that, people. Very interesting question, though. Interesting question. Okay. Um, and I still have more countries to try. And, 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 you know, I haven't been to these Eastern Europe countries. Uh, what, Moldova? I, I got, is Moldova a good place? Is, uh, is Moldova safer than South Africa? It probably is, but it's colder than South Africa. Hmm. All right. And, you know, I... Well, never mind. So moving on. Stephen Mullen, okay, we talked. Oh, so my favorite Airbnbs. So do, do you guys want me to do a show one day where I really go into all the Airbnbs I ever stayed at, say my favorite Airbnb cities, say which one's my favorite because of it was cheap, which one was my favorite because it was big, which one was my favorite because it was modern. But there's different ways to grade the Airbnbs that I stayed at. And I just looked over at everyone I ever stayed at, and I did come up with a little list here of my favorite ones. And I'll tell you why I like this one. The one I stayed at in Santiago in September, what was it? September, September, October, November of 2018. It was modern in a modern building with a doorman in Santiago, which is a good city. This is before they took to the streets of Santiago. Um, and everything was mod. I, you know, the, the, the oven was great and it was very inexpensive. All most of the Airbnbs in in, Chile, in Santiago were very inexpensive. And food was pretty, everything was very well priced in Santiago. So if you guys want your first place to travel, Santiago is a good a good first step. It's a good, it, it, they don't speak English, but that's fine. Um, the one problem with this Airbnb though, that takes it away from being my favorite one, was something specifically happened at this great building. Anytime I would cook chicken, all right? Apparently, the neighbors would call the guy who owned my Airbnb and complain. I couldn't smell it in the hall. I literally was keeping my window open 24 hours a day when I would cook chicken. And still, at times, they would still complain. I'm like, dude, you're living in an apartment built. I don't know how the hell they could, how they could smell it. I have no idea. I have no idea. But that was really annoying. Like, every once in a while, the dude would be like, what are you doing? Why are my neighbors complaining? I'm like, I'm cooking chicken. Come over. And, and the, he had someone come over to check the filtration. It was fine. I said, and I showed him my food. I showed him how I cook. You want to show, see what I'm doing? I mean, so that was annoying. That, that was pretty annoying. This can happen in places. You, you never know what to, are people not, I don't know. People on that floor just aren't used to people cooking chicken. 
Even when I would keep the balcony door open, okay? I mean, it was, I was going to great, it was good temperature. I mean, it was it, that time of year is the springtime. It was a good time to be there saying, okay, uh, what, what other Airbnbs? Edmonton was great in uh, 2018, uh, the summer of 2018. It was located in a pretty uh, hipster area. It was a modern building. It was a good price. Um, and Edmonton is kind of like Austin. But again, Edmonton is a summer place to travel to. Not any other time of the year from what I can tell. But I did enjoy that. It was a good deal. And the odd thing is that one, the guy sometimes lived at. So maybe that's why it was maintained so nice. It was and it was a good – it was a, a one-bedroom. So was the Santiago one. It was a one-bedroom. I don't care between one bedrooms and, 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 you know, another question people could ask me is which one was the coolest one I ever stayed at. There was like the one in Denver and Spokane, they, they, well, the one in Denver was not cheap. The one in Spokane was pretty cheap, but they were like converted garages. So they were pretty cool, but they weren't like, they're not on my best list here. I'm still going on my best list. Edmonton. Uh, okay. Sydney, the one I just say stayed in Sydney. That was awesome. That was a good one. It was two floors. Now that wasn't cheap either. Great neighborhood. Sydney is huge. Sydney is great. Um, that was, that was a good one. Brisbane, Australia was a trendy area. It was modern. Now the woman who owned that though, she's actually taking it off Airbnb now. She didn't like that. Um, one of the hand towels, the white hand towels was like, she left one white hand towel. That's all I had. So like, I, I like use it as like, it got dirty. It got dirty. Okay. I washed it. It still got dirty. Okay. And she didn't, she's like, that was her complaint to me afterwards. She gave me high ratings and everything. You know, Why is the hand towel dirty? I had to buy a new hand towel. You had to buy a new hand towel. Big deal, lady. You you make you do making good money. It was it was moderately priced at Brisbane. It, for Brisbane, it was a very good. Brisbane is a great city in Australia. Best weather on earth. So that so that was a great Airbnb too. That was a great Airbnb. I went there during the winter, which is July, but it was beautiful. It was so beautiful there in Brisbane. But uh, she she had a little attitude afterwards. She was a French woman actually. She was she was a French woman who I guess moved to Australia, so she, she was she had a little attitude there with the with the hand towel, but whatever. Okay, and finally, a Lisbon. I had a fun. Lisbon was a great city. Uh, the the air it was not a modern building, but it was it was convenient. It was cool. Um, and for Europe, it, it was good. It was uh, a good price for Europe. Uh, Europe cheap. Port, Lisbon is you get real hardcore Europe. Um, at a pretty cheap price. So, um, and, and like cheapest place on earth for Airbnb still is South Africa, but, uh, that's their issues. You know, you have an alarm system in some of the places. Those are cheap and they're big. Um, and some can be somewhat modern too, but I, I gave my, my favorites. So that's your little Airbnb there. You guys, if you want me to do like a, maybe a beyond Bitcoin, just about all the Airbnbs. I can go over like everyone I stayed at in every city, but I love the Asian cities, but all of those Airbnbs are little and they're kind of, they're clean, but they did not, they, they, the cooking utensils, it's very, they're not big ovens. All of those places that I mentioned that were my favorites had full ovens. And actually the Brisbane one was not a one bedroom. That was a, a what's it about? A studio. But, uh, Portugal was a one bedroom, nice, nice oven there too. Uh, I mean, Lisbon, whatever, Lisbon, Portugal. Uh, so I, I, I what, what, you got to have, for me to rank you as the best one, you got to have a full oven. And so many of these places just have like, um, they're not hot plates, but, or they have toaster ovens or I get, I, I can cook a full meal just with a pot. I am really good. So I don't need a full oven. I don't need the full, you know, with the range and everything. So some of them just have these mini ranges. 
and that's cool. I can use a pot. I can cook uh, and a pan. I can cook anything with a pot and a pan. Okay. I, I really can. I'm really good with that. Um, but it's much more convenient to have the whole full oven. Uh, so all those places had full ovens. All right. Last week, pound that like button. And, and again, some of these were very reasonably priced. Like Sydney was not cheap. Sydney was not cheap. Um, but the other ones were. Uh, okay. Let's see if anyone had any questions about. Uh, and I actually, I and oh God, the one in San Juan, Puerto Rico was cheap and was spacious and was new mostly and had good heating, a good, uh, a good oven. But the, but the internet was horrible. The internet, it was just, it, it got bad. It really got bad. I, I would love to stay there again, but it was just, the internet was unacceptable. So that's another thing too. All those places had good internet that I just mentioned too. Uh, what's a cheap monthly Airbnb rate? Oh, it was South Africa. And that would be, I don't know. One of those, what the place in Johannesburg might've, I didn't stay there for a month, but it might've only cost like a thousand dollars to stay there for a month. Um, and that's, I mean, again, that's everything it includes your heating. You just give a thousand bucks and everything's DSL, this, that, and the other doorman, this it's, it's all included. I mean, uh, that that's really that, like, I think, I think Johannesburg, that one might've been like a thousand, maybe it was 1100, 1200, that, that, that's, that's cheap for a month. That's cheap for a month. Um, I mean, and that includes everything guy. That is really good. It includes, it includes everything. Uh, you have to bring your own pots of pans. Never. No, 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 no. All these places that I'm talking about, everything is there. Everything. Those South, the South Africa, Joe, I can have to look up how much that place cost me for a week in Santon, in Santon. Um, when I was at the not 2018, uh, South Africa Bitcoin conference, did it only cost me like $250 or less for that week? Or it might've been eight days. Yeah. And that had everything that had two bedrooms in it. Again, the South African was ridiculous sometimes how, how much extra space you get. And it had full, it had everything. It had, uh, and you couldn't get into the, there was security to get in. And South Africa has like superb security. Um, and because it's South Africa, because it's Johannesburg. But yeah, of course, there's pots and pans, everything. Full kitchen, full kitchen, full range. For that, that, that was good. That, that had a good kitchen there. I had my, and again, this is all to myself. That would have had two bathrooms in it too, I think ridiculous ridiculous um but like i mean you, you gotta be in some of these asian ones you gotta be careful you might have to bring your own pots and pans to some of them you gotta ask you gotta ask um it, all right someone said serbia is cheap i bet it is i want to go to serbia one day i want to go to Serbia, but i can only go there during warm warm months um do you ever feel your safety was at risk at an airbnb never 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 at all and that's partially because I'm from Baltimore and I've seen some crazy stuff, dude. MTMD, you're from Maryland. So, um, but no, I, I haven't, uh, never, never felt any, no safety at all issues ever at any of these Airbnbs. And I have been in sketchier neighbor in sketchy neighborhoods too. neighborhoods that people would consider sketchy. Definitely. I've been in neighborhoods. People consider sketchy. Not, I have not been worried at all in, uh, what was the neighborhood is, I mean, some people say in Tel Aviv, um, where I stayed last time, was a little sketchy because they were working on the light rail and they closed the street off. So like around the corner for me, there would be drug addicts. There were a couple, a couple drug addicts and stuff. So I, I read comments where people were like, Ooh, it's a sketchy area. This is like, whatever. There's like a, some crackhead laying on the ground or something like that. There's one beggar. I mean that, that for Israel, that is sketchy. If you have one beggar, <laughs> a, a, a crackhead or something like that. 
Um, what else? Uh, another area that was, uh, you see, again, these are great questions for a future episode. Like what was the sketchiest area you've ever stayed in? Um, does it there? Been, I mean, I, I'm willing. Uh, all right. When I stayed in Hong Kong in Hong Kong, that area, there were a, some people said it was right near a red light district. Like I didn't really even notice that like compared to Baltimore, all these places are great. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. A a anyway. And again, I grew up in, in the suburbs of Baltimore, which, but I'm just, I lived in Baltimore city for quite some time when I did my buy a block project in, in Reservoir Hill, which people were selling crack on my property and I prostitutes on my property, all sorts of horrible things. Uh, people got killed on my street. Um, on my, on my birthday once someone was killed. I remember. Um, I'm not saying when my birthday was. People still don't know when that is. Um, all right. So, <laughs> okay, moving on, moving on. Uh, so let's talk about uh, David Berlinski was the name of the guy that was on Ben Shapiro's show, who I thought was really fascinating, dude. I linked to him being on Ben Shapiro's show. Look up some of his YouTube videos. He, <laughs> I, I don't know. He, he can be kind of an elitist. He's a smart guy. Uh, he's a smart guy. <laughs> I'll, I'll leave it at that. Creative, di different way of thinking. It makes you think. David Berlinski, he is, he's linked to below. Don't agree with him on everything, definitely. And he's not a conspiracy dude at all, though, which I, I respect. Um, well, of course, if he's on Ben Shapiro's show, you're not, he, Ben Shapiro doesn't like conspiracy dudes on his show. Uh, so Roman Q said, if you stay in a city for three months, do you stay at the same Airbnb the whole time or do you mix it up? The goal is to stay at the same one the same time. In Tel Aviv, that's what I did. I stayed three months in one and then two and a half months at, at another. So, yeah, the goal would be stay at the same one. There have been times when I had to switch. That was – I didn't plan – like when I was in New Zealand. And, yeah, the one – Auckland, New Zealand, that was a good one also. That was a good one, Auckland, New Zealand. I, that was modern. That was a modern one. I forgot that one. That was like one of the first ones I ever stayed at. Uh, but I stayed at two when I was in Auckland because I didn't plan it properly enough. But, no, it's so much easier just to stay at one. When you're when you're a rookie to the Airbnb thing, you're like, oh, cool, I can stay at two. I get two. No, it's a pain in the butt to drag your suitcase across town because again, I don't pay for cabs or anything like that. And uh, and then there's like the check out. The check out time is so early, the one that you're leaving, and then the check in time is a little later. So there's like six hours in between, something ridiculous like that. So no, there's it's better just to stay at the same one the entire time. Uh, and that, that is what my, I plan to do. Uh, and I love to stay at places for three months and I've only really been able to do that with Tel Aviv that, um, in December, a year ago, it was a year ago. I was, was off to Tel Aviv. Okay. And again, Los Angeles has some of the most expensive Airbnbs there are, which is really a disgrace because that's America, but we, we tax our Airbnbs a lot in the state. It's a disgrace to California. It's a disgrace to California. They, they have very high Airbnb-related taxes there. Complete disgrace. Uh, but, hey, compete. Don't complain. I go – other cities get my uh, attention because uh, – and I have said this – I've said this before. If you're going to a country, be it the United States, try to go to, like, the second or third largest cities because those ones, the Airbnbs are usually cheaper than the, the most famous cities. I get, just like what I'm doing, Tucson instead of L.A., Bo Boise instead of New York, yeah, something like that. Those are, and they're, they're very interesting places to, to hang out. And, 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 and people are saying, well, what do you do in these cities, Adam? I just live my life. That's all I do. I don't do any tourist stuff. I just, I do a new show every day. I don't have a home. 
Those are my homes for those period of times. Those are my homes. I would do what I would do if I lived in, when I lived on Linden Avenue in Baltimore, except when I lived on Linden Avenue in Baltimore, I had a cat and I had roofs to fix. I had all this stuff to worry about, but insurance or someone's going to trip on my, my front yard. Someone's going to sue me this, that, and the other. Um, when you're going from one place to another, you have no worries like that. It's great. It's great. I, I don't, I, I don't, why would I even own a place again? I don't even know. I don't even know. It's, it's, it's really, it's fun. It's fun doing this Airbnb thing. It is. So as long as it's set, as long as it is, it's, it's reasonable and it is very reasonable in places. Uh, I'm going to keep on doing it. And, you know, th- to tell you guys the truth, um, I, I could, I could up my style at many of these Airbnbs. I, I, uh, I have enough uh, saved up where I, I could do it a little bit better, but I'm, I think of the future. I am not going to be, uh, I, I'm just in case something bad happens. I got to save, I got to save that fiat that I have j- j- for an emergency, you know, just, just in case, just in case if I need to spend it, it, it things go a little bit longer than expected. Um, or if I bring in a little less fiat from YouTube or whatever. Um, so I'm not, there's no need to, be luxurious at these places. The Sydney place was great. That was good. That was fun enough. But I tried. I don't. I don't need anything fancy. I don't need two bedrooms. I just need a clean. I can cook my own food and a good internet connection. And it's all mine. All mine. Nothing shared. All mine. That that's all I really need. Those those are the most important aspects right there. All right. So the media. Let's talk about the media. Why is the, the media paints things? As, as being so bad, like the whole world's falling apart. Why are they so bitter? Why, why are, do they, are, do they have such a negative attitude? Why do they think the world is, is dying? And they're, they're so pro the mainstream media and some of the alternative media even why? And you know why it's because they are not in motion. They are stuck in a dying industry. If you are working for one of these big media con- conglomerates, you're getting laid off, dude. It's not that revenue model is not working anymore. Um, and I'm not saying there's a lot for individuals, for individual content creators, it, it might not be that lucrative either. But I mean, a lot of people like me, it's not my main job, whatever, it's cool. And me covering stuff, it takes, or people like me covering stuff, it takes away from the mainstream media. So they are, it's a dying breed. They've been letting people go. So those people are bitter. Those people are angry. They, they haven't been able to pivot to new industries, so they just complain about life in general. And here, 7,700 people have lost their jobs so far this year in a, in a media landslide. For comparison, it's estimated that some 5,000 media jobs were cut from the market from 2014 to 2017. So that, that's quite a few years. There were 5,000. And then just this one year, it's 7,700. So this is why you're getting negative media, uh, why everything seems like... The, the way these mainstream outlets cover things seems like everything is falling apart. Why writers are so negative and unhappy. Yeah. And maybe if you were in a dying industry, you'd be unhappy too, probably. And you know, they, they could, they could be creative and go their own way, do their own thing, put their own spin on it. But some people like to work for the big names, the New York times, the Baltimore sun, ABC, NBC, CBS, whatever. They are not in motion. They are sticking in dying industries. And that's why they, they convey a sad, uh, a sad aura and a, and a bitter aura that a lot of us are like, whoa. And then, unfortunately, other people who watch this stuff they get depressed also. You shouldn't avoid avoid people like that that are stuck in the mainstream media. Okay, that guy, Bitcoin Meister. One last Airbnb question. No, these are good. I like this. How far in advance do you typically book? I'd like. To, I really like to do more than two months in advance. 
I really like that. You really, you get some good deals that time, that way. So now I'm going into a situation though, here in Tucson, what is today? December, it's December 7th, a day that we live in infamy. And um, I am going to be, my Tucson Airbnb is from the 12th to January 14th. So I don't have a place booked after January 14th. And well, that's, that's like a month away. So I don't have a, I don't know what I'm going to do next. I don't know what I'm going to do next, where I'm going to go next. I might drive around down there for a while, just in that part of the West. Um, I mean, I, I'm just looking for some ideas, but I do know that I'm probably going to be in Israel after Passover. So I might book that one already. I might book my April, May, and June before I book my January and February. Now, again, I also know I'm going to be in San Francisco. And I don't know where I'm going to stay in San Francisco because it's so darn expensive. Who knows what tricks are going to be up the Meister sleeve then. I might like stay in some other place out west then just fly into San Francisco for the conference then leave or something like that. <laughs> all, right, all right. So, yeah, I, I, do like to, I do like to book them in advance most of the time. So many of them have been booked more than two months in advance. But I will tell you this. I went to Israel in January or in December of last year, only booked until January. And then I liked the place I was staying at so much. I booked it until March. So that, that one was also similar to the, I guess it's similar to the situation I'm going into in uh, Tucson. Maybe I'll just stay in Tucson afterwards. I like Tucson. I've been to Tucson before. I really enjoyed my time there. I think it's a great place to be in the United States during the winter. It's not, it's not deadly hot or anything. It's not cold. It's, it's nice. It's nice. So who knows? Who knows? All right. But good questions. I like these Airbnb. People are interested in this Airbnb kind of stuff. So get, get, leave some ideas in the uh, notes section of like other shows. If you want me to mention everyone I've ever stayed at and uh, what was the most expensive or what's, what, what was the worst, why something was the worst, why something was dirty, what was the weirdest thing that's ever happened, the weirdest thing I've ever found. I found hair. You find hair all the time, women's hair. You get over it. You get over it. Um. And then yet some places have ants and whatever. I, I can deal with that kind of stuff. Uh, and I got to tell you, the place in Adelaide would have been one of my top ones also, but that the internet went bad the last two weeks or whatever. And that's like, I can't take that. I got to have the internet good, clean internet, place to cook. My own place. That's it, baby. And good deal. Good prices. Uh, what do we have here? Uh, 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 okay, so we talk about how many people have lost their jobs that are writers. All right, so that, there's their bad vibe. They 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 got to be in motion. They got to change a little bit. They could they could still be writers or something like that. James, this is something I've shared before. I just want to remind everyone. James Clear says systems are for people who care about winning repeatedly. Goals are for people who care about winning once. Pound that like button. Create your system, dude. You never know what's going to come out of your system. Uh, like with me, new show every day. I'm winning all the time, baby. I'm coming up with ideas all the time. I'm meeting people. I'm traveling all over the place. It's awesome. I'm getting more Bitcoin. And uh, the goal is to, I, I do have a number in my head. It's good to have a number of Bitcoin in your head, what you want. Keep on aiming higher and higher, but create a system, a productive system where you know you're getting the knowledge and you're slowly getting more and more Bitcoin. All right. Uh, here, Roman Q says, any other countries that you think you will visit in 2020? Yeah, I, I, and I think another time I said this, it, I want to go to Thessalospigi, Greece. 
um, I want to go when I'm so when I'm in Israel starting after Passover, I might not come to, back to Baltimore until Rosh Hashanah. And so I probably could stay in Israel for more than three months straight, but I'm, I think I'll go to that place in Greece. I think I don't want to get anybody's hopes up. Maybe I'll go to Serbia. I don't know. We'll see. I, I, I do want to go to really go to a real Eastern European country. Um, now I've been to Prague before, but that doesn't, that's not, I mean, I want to go to a place like Moldova or Serbia. Uh, but I also want to go now, now Greece is in Eastern Europe. That's Southern Europe. But I, I also want to go to that second largest city in Greece because it's a beach and stuff. I, I want to see that. Uh, eventually in time, you know, I've got time. Uh, if it's not 2020, then 2021, who knows if people have a suggestion, suggest them. Prague is paradise for Bitcoin. Um, well, I, I went to, I was in Prague in 2015 at a Bitcoin conference, second one I ever went to. So it was a little different then. It was a little different then. The people at the Bitcoin conference then, they were selling all, it wasn't just Bitcoin. There were people selling all sorts of stuff there. <laughs> it was a little beyond Bitcoin. It was the early, early days. Lorian Gamaroff was there with me. It was the second time I hung out with Lorian Gamaroff was in, in Prague because I had met him in Johannesburg, uh, whatever, a few months before then. Oh, those were the days, 2015 Bitcoin conferences, Prague. Oh, yeah. But yeah, Prague is a beautiful city. They maintained all their classic architecture there. Very, very interesting stuff there. It, the streets are very confusing. Very, everything's confusing. It's, it's not a grid at all. It's just, woo. And I stayed at two different places there. Um, that, that's a long story. It was good. It was good. All right. They weren't the best places. But it was Prague was a nice place to visit. I think it was cheap. Uh, and again, the thing with Airbnbs, you want to stay more than a week because you get a discount usually with more than a week. And then a month, you get another discount sometimes. So when I was in Prague, it was split into two different trips. Like I went to Prague. I attended the conference. Then I flew somewhere else, a couple other places. Then my return trip back to the United States was to Prague. So I stayed like two more days in Prague at the end of my trip. So it was Prague, three places. I think it was, it was Prague. Yeah, people are gonna love this. Prague, I, I flew into uh, Copenhagen, stayed in Malmo, then went back to Copenhagen, flew to Tel Aviv, then flew to Prague <laughs> and back to the United States. And I stayed in Prague, obviously, two days. I, 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 back then I was not a master of traveling. I was just, it, it wears you down when you're jumping, you're like spending like 12 days abroad in five different places or whatever it was. It was, it was ridiculous. I, I tried to put too many places into little, little bits of time. Don't do that. Don't try to do three places in a week. Never try to do that. Try to do at least a week for each place because that helps with the Airbnb cost too. So again, there's a little tip for people. If you're going places, Make it at least a week because it's too much. You can't just go from one place to the other to the other. It's just in, in a week. You can't go to three places in a week. It's, it makes you sick. It, really, it can really wear you down. And finally, the parashat last week was toldot, was the Bible portion. You can leave. If you don't want to hear about this, you can leave this now. But this, is, this has to do with people being impulsive, though. So uh, the the... The portion of the Bible that was read in the, the Jewish synagogue uh, was uh, Toldot, and it's the story of uh, Esau and Jacob, the sons of Isaac. And 
basically Esau sells his birthright to Jacob for red lentil stew. He was hungry, so he was impulsive. So he sells his birthright, his like future leadership of the Jewish people, of, of like of all the inheritance of Isaac. He sells it all because he was hungry from hunting and doing dangerous things, from from being a wild man. He was a wild man. And so he was he was hungry. So he's like, yeah, I, I don't care about the future. I don't care about my birthright. I'm not, I'm not willing to wait for that. I need some lentil, red lentil stew right now. So, hey, Jacob, uh, you made some good red lentil stew. I'll give you the birthright. And so, yeah, we still have that in this world today. People who are not long-term thinkers, just like Esau. Jacob, he deferred gratification. He, he herded sheep. He raised the sheep. He had great flocks of sheep. You know, it takes some time to raise the sheep and everything. And uh, he planned for the future. Esau, nah, he just lived for the day. He went hunting. He got he got what he could get. He was hung. Sometimes he was hungry. So he was so hungry one day, he got rid of his birthright. This, this great treasure of the future. This great, you know, it's going to be awesome. This Your, your father's freaking Isaac. Your grandfather's Abraham. They're already legendary. And you want some red lentil soup. So you give away all that for this. So, but I mean, again, there's plenty of Bitcoin holders <laughs> that give away their Bitcoin for, uh, you know, I, I need a hundred bucks or I got, I, I mean, I got to buy a, a Maserati right now. I got to, I need that Maserati, right? I really need it. I can't wait till the uh, three more years, four more years. Uh, I, I know that altcoin is tempting me. Ooh, look, look, my, my buddy over there has got a really great altcoin. I'll just give him all my Bitcoin. Yeah. Who cares about the future? So yeah. So I, I did like the, uh, the Torah portion. It, it talked about, you know, the, the impulsive doesn't work out too well for them the long-term thinkers the ones who could defer gratification jacob was a uh, his name became israel he was the father of the 12 tribes that you know it was he became the one of the greatest heroes of the bible right there so there there you go guys that there's your bible story uh combining being impulsive impulsive stuff that i talk about and the deferral gratification it's all there in the bible old testament pound that like button i'm adam meister the bitcoin meister the disrupt meister remember to subscribe to this channel like this video share this video check out the links below oh yeah this is from israel guys this is from uh this is bitcoin right there was it the tel aviv blockchain week which i was at uh when was that <laughs> Just the last time I was in Israel, this this summer. What was it? In September? It was September. That was a great time. I love Oh, my God. This went 90 minutes almost, this show. Pound that like. Thanks a lot, guys. Um, and bang the bell button. Click on those squares. I'll say hi to you dudes in the chat. Bye.